so tough on William's girlfriends, and I just think that it's time that we adjust our attitudes and, and welcome her, even if we end up hating her. Like we have all the others. <laughs> oh, well, wait a minute. Are we talking about some new girlfriend, or are we talking about Miss Mocha? Lynn, her name is Donna, and yes, it's Miss Mocha. Don't cram her brulee, I hate her. Why? Her. She gave me attitude, left me sitting at the bus stop. All I was trying to do was hook her and William up. And since I hate her, we have to all hate her, remember? It's a girlfriend's code. Oh, sorry, honey. That rule only applies to girlfriends who've paid their dues. <laughs> Welcome to an early morning edition of Oh Hell Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right, guys. We are, you know, it's very rare that we do this, but we're, we're recording in the morning. So you may hear a little bit of a <clears throat> kind of thing going on. Just getting the cobwebs out. Just um, uh, mentally recounting my dreams. Getting the, what do you say? Getting the crust out of bitch eyes or something? Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, i'm nettie smith and i'm etsy Rowe, and today's episode is called he loves her he loves me not or as some places have it as he loves her he loves her not i don't know why there's two titles i like the one uh the former i like he loves her he loves me not because that more explains what happened in the episode yeah Yes. What'd you think of this one, Etsy? It was a nice pivot, you know. Now we're seeing what's good with Joan and William possibly being in a romantic dynamic. Okay. We've made it here. Like, listeners, if you guys are big girlfriends fans, you know what's about to happen. So, you know, this is is a big moment. And this episode itself, especially the performance of uh, Cinco de Mayo's Holiday Time, is uh is a really big iconic thing for for this show. It's a good mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Shout out to a friend of the show Tracy Ellis Ross for her amazing singing and dancing. Um, you know, it's in the blood. So, shout out to her playing two characters at once, singing half two parts boy, at half once, woman dancing both parts too, dancing, doing the choreo, turning at the right times. We'll get into that. But um, uh, this was written by Keith Joseph Atkins. Air date originally was April 26, 2004. Mm -hmm. And um, let's see. Before we get in, I just want to check in with our um, our street correspondent, uh, Etsy Ah! Rowe. Let's let's see what's going on. Uh, Etsy Rowe, what's going on in the streets? You got anything? Nothing for today. Nothing for today. Y'all niggas stay acting up. So nothing I want (laughs) to give attention to. Yeah, let's, you know, we'll just keep us surprised of anything that happens in the streets and uh, we'll, we'll speak on it next time. But this time we are going right into the episode, season four, episode 19. Oh, wait, I do have something. Oh, oh, oh. we got something breaking news, breaking news, breaking news from the streets. What's going on? Etsy Rowe. Um, I want to talk about Irv Gotti admitting oh, to shit. his, his need to fucker. And how he pretty much preyed on a young teenage Ashanti. Here's what's crazy. It's like, I mean, well, first off, he's married. But... Do and you, he was he, married when he oh, was... Oh, he was married at the time, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> but he's just like, hey, let me tell you how much of a scumbag I am. Is the mic ready? I- I'm ready. Le- ready? Okay, camera on. Let's do this. You don't care how this sounds to the world? You're just saying this? I mean, it happened, but no remorse, no shame, no nothing. I had no idea Shanti was being preyed on like this. Like, shout out to my good sister, Shanti. Friend of the show, Ashanti. If you want to come on and talk about it, we're here, okay? R&B you know? royalty. We're in New York. You know you know where to find us. You know, Glen Cove out, 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 out here. <laughs> Glen Cove. If, if you a real Shanti fan, you, you know how that relates. If you a real Shanti fan. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a, that's more upstate, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, come on down to the city. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We don't even do that. Like some Zoom, we do Zoom. <laughs> you can whatever you, can you want to do, girl. We're in post pandemic. We do the Zoom, and then we'll get mm-hmm. it together. You know, yeah. we got you covered. It's just so interesting that like, is this not similar to the stories that the girls was telling about Harvey Weinstein or? Like, do y'all not see... It's similar, yes. The similarities? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, I just can't wait until the hip-hop community and the music industry has its Me Too movement. I can't wait. That's gonna uh, be... I mean, that's pretty much what's going on. The only problem is, is that the black community is... Don't give a fuck. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah, my cousin touched girls too, but he... I love him. I love him. Yeah. But black people will sit there and be like, oh, oh, he did that. That was in the past. You know what I mean? So I think it's a little different. And they'll try to blame the victim, like how they were trying to blame children. Yes. When when R. Kelly was out here praying on them. I heard some people try to blame Aaliyah for her situation. (laughs) I've heard shit like that. We so, can't trust the blacks, child. If y'all blaming children, I don't know what y'all going to do. Yeah, when y'all at this point, it ain't going to be no Me Too movement in the black community. I I, I don't see it, but <sighs> um, there should be. I agree there should be. I just have a hard time seeing. I mean, you see the way people out in the streets marching for R. Kelly to get out. Mm. So how are we going to how are we going to stick to some kind of movement where we're protecting victims here? It's it's very, very concerning. Um, This man is obsessed with Ashanti oh Douglas. God. He is obsessed with this woman. Yes. It's if like you, it's like living your old like high school years when you used to be the man and you're like, man, I used to I was on a football team. I was I was throwing touchdowns. I was running up and down the field and he talks about it like that. Like it's some kind of old like jolly memory from like, ah, oh, man, I used to be great kind of thing. And he said something in that clip that went viral, it's just so disgusting. You see her in the studio listening to the track that she has to write to. And then he goes, yeah, and her ass was so fat. And then juicy couture sweats. And then this girl's just literally just listening to the track. Like, she's not <laughs> doing anything. Like, yo, these niggas are fucking insane. Yo. Yes. And then That's he goes, weird. he goes, so he he's pretty much admitting that he tricked her. He goes, oh, and one day I was like, you know what? Let me just say I want to take her. I want to drop her to her house after the studio. And of course, she's like, yeah, sure. Right. And then he goes, he says that he just grabbed her ass and just kissed her when she was about to walk into her house. And then this nigga goes and it was like. What took so long? Yo, D 
these niggas make up shit in their head and I'm seeing like, these thirsty ass motherfuckers in Twitter talking about oh um see she said what took so long and I'm like eh, 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 eh. that is not what the fuck he said he said it was like right, what right. took so long don't do that over here <sighs> if you ever go on shade room or anything like that you know good or well people don't read I said yo this nigga is insane and to think so okay I'm a huge Asante right fan right in front of her house you know she lived with her mama <laughs> so no 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 like oh shit I'm doing this and her mom might be looking out the window to fucking see no shame and no hiding no caring and here's my thing right people are like oh well she was 20 21 I'm like no I'm an I was in a stand there's a power Ashanti dynamic stand well there's that and also, she was 21 when the album was released. Right. She had been working with... If you look at old videos and listen to old... Like, that J-Lo shit, that was, 2000, that was maybe like a year before her album. And then if you look at the video for Cadillac Ta, um, Pop City mm-hmm. Anthem, she's singing the hook on that. That came mm-hmm. out before the J-Lo shit. So there's stuff... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been, she had been with this crew before her album officially dropped. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm 21. The album just came out. I got signed yesterday. No. She was hanging out with this crew a few years before that album came out. And these people know that. They're just trying to ping up some shit just to make it seem like it's They're not that bad. They're trying to make it sound like, okay, it's not that bad because, uh, But no, Y'all it is. Y'all know damn well <laughs> it, it takes years to record and, and, and have all of that shit with the label together. And back then they had mm-hmm. artist development. So bitches mm-hmm. wasn't singing and in their room And I think she also day. mentioned that she thought like she recorded it a lot of those songs super early like 20 19 20 and they kind of shelved her for a bit so she had to chill on that and wait and she so she started writing she wrote some stuff for j-lo and then finally 2000 was it 2002 ish 2002 late 2001 early 2002 whatever something like that yeah so if y'all look up the ages this girl could have been as young as like 17 18 and Irv has a good 10 years or so on this woman. So this is a damn near 30 year old man. And y'all going to sit here and tell me that you don't see that as predatory and then add in the power dynamic that he's the head of murder. Like y'all stop acting stupid. Her career was in his hands. Stop acting stupid (laughs) and wake the fuck up. Good fucking morning. (laughs) Good motherfucking morning. Just because y'all don't like seeing black women as victims. Let's not do that. Not today. Not in 2022. Mm. Yeah, I don't know when things are going to change in the black community, but the fact that old boy isn't even scared to tell the story, because he know, ain't nothing finna happen to me. This is going to be some cute shit on Shade Room, and it's just, it's going to be on Twitter. I'm not even worried about going to jail or nothing. Isn't that so crazy how, like, these niggas are so, so comfortable and so protected. predatory behavior. And they're That's so why. protected that he can he can call up BT, which BT, you getting the side eye too for airing yeah, that motherfucker. Y'all released this shit like, and was like cutting together, being like, this is television. Anyway, go ahead. But I mean, hey, the head of the network gonna do whatever to get ratings. So that's that, right? Yeah. He sat down, did this interview, rewatched it, right? Because I'm sure he has to approve the footage. And said, yep, yep, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's my story. That's what I want to tell. Oh, my God. 
God, I mean, is what's the wife going through right now? What she is she? I mean, I'm assuming they're still together. What she got to say? I don't know, child. From what I'm seeing, he never respected her anyway. Because well, he yeah, can she go probably ahead. used to it. Yeah, <laughs> she probably she, like yeah, I've been new. <laughs> she, she like shit. I've been new. Y'all just finding out. <laughs> That's crazy. And like all Ashanti be doing is like chilling, going on tour, and going on and vacations. vacations. Yeah. <laughs> She out here living her best eat, pray, love life right now. And you just want to, you fucking want to tear that down? He want to tear that down. All because she was smart enough to see the sunken ship and she dipped real yeah. quick. One time. Shout out to you, Ashanti, for being a smart one. Right. In front of the show, Ashanti. Shout out to Ashanti Douglas. You are my royalty. Through, talk to us. Pen game crazy. Give, us, anyway. give us the story. <laughs> That's my news for today. I had to get that off my chest. Well, thank you so much, uh... Oh, street correspondent, Etsy Rowe. Appreciate it. You're welcome. So let's get into this episode. He loves her. He loves me not. And guess what? It's your time to read the cold (gasps) open. Okay. So the girls come in to their usual lunch spot, Skia. And then there's some girls already at their table, which it just looks so weird because they're usually there, right? And we don't really yeah, see anyone else. You're used else. to seeing that center table filled with our favorites. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, so we got our girlfriends and the Asian girlfriends. Are we going to refer the, to them as the Asian girlfriends? That's fine. I think that's what was... Because we got to distinguish. Yes, yes. So we have the Asian girlfriends. Um, they're sitting down. And then Tony is like, oh, hell no. Who the hell is them heifer sitting at our table? And then Lynn is like, oh, it's not that serious. And then Tony is like, um, excuse me, who's paying for your food today? Mm. And then Lynn is like, I don't know whose turn it is. And then Tony is like, okay, but if y- I got beef with them, then y'all got beef with them. So what's That's that? That's the code, right? So they go over to the table and then they're like, hey, would you guys mind if we switch tables since you haven't eaten yet? Which, I don't know about this request, y'all. Yeah, if it, I'm trying to put myself in the Asian girl's shoes, and I'd be like, um, well, if y'all haven't eaten yet either, y'all could just sit over at the table y'all want us to go to. That's what I'm saying. I'm comfortable, bro. And then one of the Asian, I feel like she's supposed to be maybe the Lynn of the group. She's yeah. just like, oh, well, we can we can switch. And then I guess that's the Tony of the group goes, who's paying for your food? <laughs> right and yeah. the lid of the group goes oh girl forget it yeah we can't switch no more so i don't know if i would do that but anyway tony goes she's gonna call the manager because she knows the manager and then we get a, a scene a quick cut to them sitting outside because it turns out that tony knew the ex-manager she don't know the new manager yeah her connects ain't updated so yeah <laughs> they're just sitting outside so yeah that's when the theme song comes in <laughs> What'd you think of uh, Tony's hair in this scene? I hated it. Wig check. It's, oh, you hated it. It's giving... <laughs> we're, we're still on that. <laughs> housewife. Soccer mom housewife. Yeah. Um, it's funny that uh, Tony had that haircut and she wanted to speak to the manager. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, it was giving Karen. <laughs> She's a black Karen. Karenita or something. Karenisha. <laughs> Karen Andrea. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so that's the cold open, and we open up at Joan's house, and they're getting ready for a dinner party. 
Yeah, Jonah's out here cooking up a motherfucking storm. The whole group is there. And Jonah's telling the girls to keep it cute with Donna because we might actually like this one since we didn't like the rest of them. They didn't like the rest no, of the girls. pause on that. So they really didn't like, like Yvonne or, I mean, I get Monica. I get that. But maybe Sharon. I don't know if they're including Sharon in that because they said the last three. But you really think they didn't like Yvonne? I mean, we didn't, but they... Yeah, y'all didn't like Yvonne. It seemed like y'all was keeping it cute with her. I don't know. Hmm. Her. I guess. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so she's cooking her her cooking. and She's cooking her cooking. Right, right, right. She's cooking her cooking. As one does. <laughs> and um, she's pretty much telling them to keep it cute with Donna because, well, you need somebody, you know? And it's time we start being nice to the girls. Yeah, you know, I don't like that Len says, wait, are we talking about Miss Mocha? Yes. And they're like, and yes, Miss Mocha. I'm like, damn, that's rude. And also, Lynn, you only experience nice things due to your proximity to your rich friends. So let's not even let's not do that. Yeah, <laughs> you and uh, Donna are two wings of the same bird here. Yeah. Opposite sides. One's flying a little better than the other, but pretty much. Like, excuse me. Um, but yeah, come on, Lynn. But Lynn just hated her because she gave her attitude at the uh, bus stop when they first met. But it's like, bro, you're like bothering her at the bus stop, taking pictures of her and shit. Mm-hmm. And you look homeless with a cup in your hand. We remember that. Remember that. Yeah. Donna and William finally come in. And to be honest, wasn't feeling her outfit. Mm-mm. I didn't like it okay. either. It, it can work some places kind of like it either it definitely can but on a first date when you're meeting like first off i don't even know why you would be dating a man who has four female best friends but i was looking at that scene like this is very weird yeah this is very um weird. but if i was in her situation i'd want to step i really want to like if i know he got four female best friends you know they're going to be picking apart my outfit not verbally, but in their heads. They're probably going to pick about my makeup, my outfit, whatever. That's just women. This outfit, if I'm not mistaken, it looks just like the outfit from... Um, is it golden or getting in the way? Or getting in the way? Gosh, I don't know getting like in the way or her, golden's videos. One of her older up. videos. It looks like they got that shit from the wardrobe. They said, Jill, bring over what a little something. something. What, yeah, you what you got in your closet? That's what this shit looks like. It looks like she's there to litigate, not have a date. <laughs> it's like she's going to court. Not the Johnny like... Cochran moment. Yeah. <laughs> it don't look like you want a date with a dude that you're trying to impress and and all that. But, you know, whatever makes you feel comfortable is, is important. But when they come in, William says, you know, I don't want to put anybody in the spot. But what do you think? And points to Donna and the girls... Why did the girls hesitate like this? Why did they fucking hesitate? <laughs> mm, they were trying to be shady. You know they were, because at first they're like, um, we don't want to say she looked like she's going to work with you. Um, and then um, <laughs> that's when Donna jumps in and goes, oh, that's rude. No. Give them a chance to get to know me and for me to get to know them. <laughs> so what do you think? I'm cute, huh? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, you're cute, but the outfit. I don't like the outfit. Yeah. It's it's not you. It's the outfit. Maybe if, like, 
the shirt underneath looks kind of cute if she take the blazer off maybe yeah take the blazer off um i don't know it just looked very like workish yeah it didn't look like you're gonna you're there to have fun it looks like you're maybe there to audit them or something (laughs) (laughs) the only thing that made it like going out was a small purse at least she didn't bring a big ass bag looking Mm. like she got all her documents in there or something right (laughs) like a like a briefcase (laughs) or some shit so um you know they agree that she's cute tony introduces herself first and says you know i usually give a typical cold shoulder but i want to tell my therapist i made some progress so i'm gonna like you girl and then joan introduces herself and says um a friend of williams is a friend of ours Mm -hmm. and she shakes her hand and gives her a hug and then Maya introduces herself by giving a little joke about the past three girlfriends and how she hated them Mm. okay and she says i'm william's assistant and i'm like well you're also his friend maya i mean right like you just became his assistant you was his friend before now you're his friend and his assistant and then lynn's just standing off to the side she don't really want to talk to to donna and lynn tells donna you left me sitting at the bus stop flapping my lips in the cold breeze and donna apologizes and says well i thought you were schizophrenic nothing personal and she's like oh that's it oh all right then girl we good so that's that they squashed it mm-hmm. so then it's time for dinner and donna's like oh william i'll fix your plate <laughs> very <laughs> traditional of her uh, and the rest of the girls are like oh that's so cute so let's have that conversation what do you think of that shit um it's a bit weird it's another thing that um that argument happens in the black community. They they love arguing about fixing plates and um, who's going to feed yeah. the children first. Or is that what the girls argue about on Twitter? The yeah. Girls and the boys? Um, well, to be honest, I think that's an old thing. My mom, my mom actually fixes my dad's plate. I don't, I don't know if she, I'm pretty sure she still does it, but she'll all, before she fixes hers, if he's like, we're at somewhere like a party or like whatever, or, we're at thanksgiving with his parents or with wherever she'll go fix his plate bring it to him while he's sitting down then she goes and makes her plate and i've always seen that and i'm like what my dad's very able-bodied okay he works (laughs) he works outside he works with his hands (laughs) he could fix his own plate but that's just something that she's always done and you know when i was younger if she cooked something we would have to wait for him to make his plate first and then we could eat not the kids having to eat wait chill um or if my dad was at was at home yet and she was cooking she would make his plate set it aside and then we could eat but he had to make sure he got his food first before we could eat anything i guess part of it was we were growing i was a growing i was older so i was you know i ate a lot so it was like let's make sure he has enough food first and then you can dip in um i'm trying to think i don't really remember my mama fix having to fix my dad a plate where it was like you have to eat first i don't remember that no mm, okay that didn't happen um i'm i'm not sure i mean i'm i'm pretty sure it comes from some type of patriarchal you gotta serve your man yeah i mean he's a man of the house and you know you want to make sure he eats <laughs> Over the growing children, I guess. Um, <laughs> like, damn. Like, I would be like, dang, can I eat? Like, I'd be hungry. Like, and I and I would tell my mom, hey, can we? Uh, no, your daddy hasn't eaten yet. I'm like, 
Because he's in the shower after work. He, put, he takes a shower and it's like, I got to wait for him to get out of the shower. And oh, shit. Put his clothes on. And I'm like, sometimes he'll sit and watch TV for a bit. And I'm like, can you just make your plate so I can get up And in you there? grew up in the South, right? Yeah, I grew up in the South. I, th- I think it might be also a big Southern thing also. Yeah, I, I can believe that. But as for Donna, I don't know. It just seems like y'all just started dating and you fixing him plates. Yeah. Yeah. And part of me was like, is it for show? Are you just trying to like really be impressive right now? Oh, to the In front of everybody? Yeah. And, and he even peeps it and makes the jokes about it. But I'm telling you, nigga, there's truth in jest. Don't That's be what I'm saying. These jokes slide. This was a real joke. He forgot where he was for a second. Yes. Because this whole like situation with oh William's a great friend, blah blah blah. These little comments he makes about women's roles and stuff. I like my women to serve me. And the fact that he, he would make that comment so quickly after she just she's not that far away, bro. She's like five feet away making the food. Mm-hmm. And it happened so quickly after she did it. So it was like a, a an instant <laughs> thought. Right. Mm-hmm. Almost second nature. Yeah. And he's like, oh, um, after I serve them or something like that, you know? Yeah. So um, she brings back the plate and she's about to put caper sauce on the trout. And what happens? My girl Jones says, oh, William loves trout, but he's he's allergic to the caper sauce. I know you're probably wondering why I made trout with caper sauce for William, but the fact is that William really loves trout, and I can't imagine trout without the caper sauce, so that's why I put the capers on the side. <laughs> and then Donna is looking like, oh, well, excuse me, bitch, are you his wife? Or the fuck? <laughs> it's like, and you know what's crazy? Because she was like, oh, I'm making his plate. Oh, I'm about to look so cool to these people. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well shit i ain't know about your allergies I almost killed you shit um but it's like that that up that being up and then being so low and having to get kind of dressed down by joan and be like ah nope nope don't no nope, we're not doing that because he's allergic to capers also like you doing this wifely shit trying to make his play but like you don't know he allergic to the shit that was going <laughs> it's there to serve like it's kind of like okay priorities here but all right (laughs) yeah and that goes back to what you were saying about y'all just started dating so you would have known this a little later into into the relationship had it gone any further so stop doing all these wifely things when you don't have the wifely information i guess for for a boyfriend right maybe Nigga, you just met. You talking about fix? Bitch, you about to kill that nigga? You saw? <laughs> yeah, like that's a big thing you need to know. Yeah, so, gosh. him and Joan go into this long story about how at, at one of the work parties somebody put capers on something and he didn't want to be rude and say I'm allergic, so he put him in the koi pond, and it killed all the fish. And they're giggling about it, Kiki, and like this is a very jovial story. It's. It's the way corny. they're telling it is like it's best friendly i guess you yeah could say. it's definitely a best friend type of inside joke like girl remember that time when <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's given a key key yeah definitely and donna looks mad uncomfortable as she should 
they even do this weird little uh, with their hands like a it's like uh, girl it's like two girls of the fingers yeah it's getting very very feminine um (laughs) but So all the rest of the girls are looking at this and they they see like, oh shit, this ain't the right time to be showing off your friendship or whatever. So Tony gets kind of annoyed and she's, she dips. Maya dips too. And uh, that's when uh, Will, William and Joan have these alliterative, alliterative names for their, their funny incidents that they go through. It was quite a coup. No, not just any coup. The, the caterer coy caper so that night will forever be known as the, the Doggy Donut Dumpster Disaster. Uh, they got names for the shit. God damn. Yeah. How you gonna compete with that, Donna? You really can't. That takes years. Y'all got handshakes. Y'all got choreo. Y'all got names of stories. Y'all got it's morphin' time. Like y'all got all this shit. Mm-hmm. and he's he's not bonding with donna he's just bonding with joan the whole time they don't even realize how this looks to her mm. so william and joan go and do the dishes leave donna and lynn at the table and donna asks lynn like yo what's going on with them have they ever dated and lynn's like no yuck and donna's like wait didn't you sleep with them and she's like yeah but i never dated them come on <laughs> yeah um this to me is another awkward moment because not only are you dating a man who has four female best friends one of them he was fucking like this isn't weird (laughs) that would be weird to me oh my god like like i said i dated a guy once who had one female best friend and i was like huh (laughs) so never y'all never never once okay i just want to now you gotta ask it four times because you just don't know yeah so very awkward so they come back with the desserts it's the creme was it creme brulee creme brulee Mm. she Mm. did a creme brulee for this for this dinner joan did it she She really went above and beyond for this shit and joan apologizes to donna for monopolizing the time with william instead of him getting instead of getting to know her so joan's like well so so donna what what do you do for a living and she's like, well, I work at a convalescent home. Oh, nursing, administrative. No, I wipe butts and serve jello. Is that, I'm like, here's the thing, Donna. Is that the details of the job? That's it? I don't know why she said this. Um, I mean, if you want to be quirky and different, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to stop anybody from being their true selves. But it really diminishes your job to just say you do that. Because I highly doubt that's all you do. Exactly, girl. I'm sure you administer medication. I'm sure you have to be some type of um, supervisor to these these old niggas. I'm sure you have you to make sure... You nurse them back sure. to health sometimes when they need it. Exactly. They don't hurt themselves. Admin work that you have to do. Um, yeah, I think it's more than wiping their ass. <laughs> Yeah, and eating Jello because I know good and well that's not all they eat. Right, like maybe some <laughs> cooking duties. Like, girl, yeah. don't sell yourself short. Don't do that. And you do the um, you got input in charge of the program for the um Cinco de Mayo. So like, so bitch, now you are a, a project creative manager, director? creative director. What's good? Like, don't do that. Don't let me spruce up your resume. <laughs> Look around, Via. 
<laughs> be a manager somewhere. <laughs> but, you know, one way you could look at it is she's kind of, it's almost the way she smiles after she says it. It's almost like she's pranking Joan to see how she would react. Like, let me just say some wild shit and see how she react. If she react bad, then I know, oh, Joan's not the person I want to ever see again or whatever. But if she reacts cool, then Joan's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. I see. I don't know. Okay. Um, Test the waters. Yeah, let me say some wild shit, see if you with it. If not, then I know I can't be myself around you. But Joan's like, oh. <laughs> oh. And William's like, nah, that's not all you do. And he explains to Joan that she's the upcoming uh, director of the Cinco de Mayo program. And Joan lights up. Like, this is her element. This is her wheelhouse. She loves holidays and, of course, Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. So they asked uh, Donna, like, what you got planned for, for Cinco de Mayo for these people? And she's like, I don't know. Burritos and Telemundo. I'm like, damn, you could play some Selena, too, right? Mm-hmm. Play a little Selena, you know. Definitely some Selena. Yeah, that's, like, staple. You can um, use the bitch who killed Selena as a pinata. Oh, shit. Come I've on, seen cash that before. at me. A lot, but oh, yo, seen that? dead oh. ass. But can't can old people hit hit pinatas though? They got energy like that. I mean, you just gotta make it low, right? Make the pinata mm. low, and then make it so that any little hit is gonna pop it. Like make it oh, weak, shit. like a balloon or some shit. Yeah. So even if they tap uh. that shit, the candy gonna come out. Just make it easy right, for right. them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. <It's- laughs> so uh, Williams like, what other games you got? And um. Joan's like, yeah, you got like pin the tail on the burrow or bobbing for jalapenos. They, you gonna have these people with their head underwater? <laughs> trying to kill them. They might fuck around and die. Hold on, wait. They already, some of them probably on breathing machines anyway. So yeah, you gotta change that. that shit. Just make them dip their hands in the bowl and oh yeah, close cover their, their eyes. Yeah, yeah, something like that. By the way, they missed a very, very good opportunity to name an episode, a Cinco de Mayo episode, Cinco de Maya. And it could be like an episode about Maya. Maybe she drinking too much or like... Ooh, or maybe she fucking some some Mexican nigga. Oh, come on. Girl. See, we, we got good ideas. <laughs> um, so we get a little bit of a history lesson about Cinco de Mayo and Mexico... But, you know, they are really showing, William and Joan are really showing their, their in-syncness. They're very in-sync. Bye, bye, bye. I can't. I have to think of a group I when I say that. be your fool. <laughs> Come on. I think it's If I ever wanted. But we've never seen them like this for any episode, even the Christmas ones. So, um, William and Joan are like, you know what? Leave it to us. We'll plan an amazing Cinco de Mayo whatever for this. And they get the fuck up out their chairs. And they pretty much do It's Morphin Time, like an equivalent, but not as cool. Wonder Twin Holiday Powers activate! Shape of a giant sombrero! Form a sangria over ice! (laughs) And they put their fists together... Mm-hmm. And they shake. It's like, <laughs> yo, if I was done, I'd be out. I'm done. Because you can't compete yeah. with this. Yeah, they're like made for each other. Yeah, they have they have jokes and they have choreo and they have the Wonder Twins and ah, uh, 
she says to Lynn, like, as they're doing this, uh, what the hell's going on? And Lynn says, listen, only advice I have is to knock back this bottle of Red Zen and go with the flow. Mm-hmm. So William and Joan break into song about Cinco de Mayo, but it's set to the tune of Pop Goes the Weasel. Franston sold an emperor and Mexico didn't like it. The Mexicans threw the scoundrel out. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Hey. Yo, I was watching this like this like documentary short and you'd be surprised how many of these fucking songs are racist as fuck. Like Oh, like Pop Goes the Weasel? I I don't even know if they included that, but the ice cream truck song some slave what, shit what with that shit. Ice cream. Oh, right, right. Like, none of these songs and these games, I'm just like, damn, a bitch can't even, like, enjoy her childhood in peace? What is this? I mean, we ruining childhoods as far as, like, finding out your favorite actor or actress has done something illegal, then yeah like what the fuck all of our childhoods were lies oh <sighs> some of these songs are just woof and these games oh jesus the mm. whites have done it again oh they do it they <laughs> surely do it so um you know they're they're dancing to cinco de mayo and then we get um a drive in the car with william and and donna he's driving while singing Cinco de Mayo, the same song. And Donna looks like something's bothering her. Donna realizes that, damn, these niggas are meant for each other. And I'm just here in the way. Getting in the way. Hey, I let our feeling. Come on. <laughs> it was open for that one. <laughs> yeah, you, you pitched it right down the middle. I just went. <laughs> Knocked her right out of the park. So she's like, listen, William, uh, you're a really nice guy. And I've never been with a man who truly treated me like a lady. And I'll always appreciate you for that. But I just can't compete. It's obvious, William. You're in love with Joan. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. He looks super shocked. This is news to him. He's like, What? So he pulls the car over. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I guess it's that serious. Yeah. <laughs> and she keeps saying, yeah, you're in love with Joan. And he keeps saying, that's insane. You're in love with Joan. How much of that red zen did you knock back? <laughs> you love her. Stop saying that. It's ridiculous and crazy. And ridiculous. And crazy. And Donna... That's just ridiculous and crazy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And if you look at him whenever he's denying it, he won't look at Donna when he's saying it. Mm-hmm. He looks at any other thing but her because he knows that he can't look her in the eye and say some shit like that because he knows it's not true, period. Right. So um, Donna's like, yeah, you're refusing it. But listen, she knows your allergies. She knows your pant size. She knows cheese makes you gassy. And I'm like, actually, none of those sound romantic at all. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like just some health things that she knows. Yeah, that sounds romantic. And she's like, "What about this whole Cinco de Mayo shit and the Wonder Twins?" I'm like, "Yeah, girl, that, that is really scary and very immature too." 
Donna says, I don't want to be in your life 10 years from now, married with a house full of kids. And one afternoon you come home and tell me you realize you're in love with Joan. Mm. And then he kind of goes off on her a bit. Seems like her attempt, his attempt to gaslight her. And he's like, listen. After everything I went through to get you to go out with me. Do you realize how many times I almost gave up trying to win you over? But I didn't. And she's like, why didn't you? He says, because I'm all about you. Which is the wrong answer. The answer is a psychic told me you were the one. <laughs> but it also sounds like he's trying to convince himself of this. Like, hmm. he knows good and well he don't care about this girl. <laughs> and you have to look at it with some perspective, too. Like, if you're William and you go, okay, I have this girl that I'm dating but I also have Joan, who I got all these jokes with. I have all this, like, these fun times with. and But I also have a girlfriend who I don't do that with. Yeah, because you do all this, the cool things with the, with the girl that's a friend. So what right. you doing with the girlfriend? That's that fucking. Exactly. <laughs> I guess it's just for fucking, but you can get that anywhere. You don't need to hold this girl hostage. Exactly. You know you I mean? got the money. You could pay some prostitutes for that. Yeah, you paid, William. You got tons of dough. Mm-hmm. so it's obvious so then William goes on a whole spiel about how wonderful Donna is and he's like Joan's not the one for me because I never want to do this with Joan and he kisses Donna and it's another one of those awkward kisses where it looks like he's just placing his lips on different parts of her face mm. so we're back at Skia got the four Asian girlfriends uh, st- still sitting in the girl seats but it looks like they're wrapping their shit up. They just paid their bill. So um, the girls are like, oh, great. They're about to get up and leave. And they, they get up and they turn and see our girlfriends waiting there. And they just uh, they just sit right back down. Mm. And I'm they like, it. what? Yeah. Y'all got to be evil. Shit. They evil. They the evil step twins. Yeah, I guess so. So Maya's like, nah, nah, nah. Watch me squash this shit. <laughs> Her and Tony team up with some, uh, like some Crenshaw with a sprinkle of Fresno, and they walk over to the table, and we get a visual flip, and the girls are back sitting outside, acting like it's cold. In L.A. During during the day, nah, it ain't cold. Nah, yeah, they did the yeah. most with that one. So next, we're at we're at Joan's house, and she's practicing uh, the Cinco de Mayo song. It's a new one. It's to the tune of Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man? Yeah. William's there, too. He's dressed in his historical Cinco de Mayo attire, but he's not really feeling it. You know, he's trying mm. to power through and practice and everything, but something's weighing on his heart. And uh, he tries to downplay his concerns, but we all know why he feels the way he feels. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sing and I want to march. Joan, this is stupid. Stupid? I don't understand. It's stupido. We're gonna look like idiots up there. Well, that's never stopped us before. Now Donna's gonna be there. He's letting what Donna said about Joan get in the way of his performance. Mm-hmm. And he feels uncomfortable about the way they're connecting. Because once Donna pointed it out, it's like now he's like, well, let me let me stop doing this shit. Like let me be more conscious of what's going on here. So he quits on her. And he said, also, you know, Donna's gonna be there. It's actually kind of sad. It feels like when a child loses their innocence mm. and they don't believe in like Santa anymore. Yeah. It feels like that. Like I get where he's coming from, but if you have to do all that to like make sure you keep your relationship, then maybe it ain't the one for you. 
Yeah, maybe like y'all shouldn't be together. Yeah, go and have your fun. If this is what you like to do, if you like to sing and hang out with Joan, like do it. Uh huh. So we get to the convalescent home, <laughs> as described by Donna, and she lets one of the residents know that he has to use the restroom before the show starts. And William shows up in a suit and gives her flowers. And she apologized for what she said in the car. Mm. That's so cute. He's in a suit. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> You're not convinced. No. Anybody with eyes can see what's going on here. Um, He's overcompensating. Yeah. Yeah. So she apologizes and says, uh, you know, she just chalks it up to never dating anyone like William before. And I'm like, Donna, no, you were right. You were right the first time. Don't chalk it up to anything except you got eyes. We all have eyes. Um, but hindsight's twenty twenty. So, and she also calls herself insecure. I'm like, Carl, stop. Get the fuck up. Stop. Stand up. <laughs> but at that moment, Donna gets called away and has to deal with an old person who's lost his way to the bathroom. So she walks away to handle that. And that's when Joan comes in. And she is giving William the silent treatment. Hmm. and he's like Joan what's going on and she's like listen William the love of holiday is something we shared William and you just tossed it down the disposal like rancid taco meat what some of us are swept up with all things Mexican look I'm sorry if you were truly sorry, then you would go and put on your General Zaragoza costume and help me unload the cannon from the car. You got a cannon? I'm nothing, if not authentic. He's like, damn, damn, this is my shit. I've always wanted to sing next to artillery. And he thinks about it for a second and he sees Donna and goes, you know what? I can't. I can't do it, Joan. I don't want anything to do with you or your ass. He says it loud so Donna can hear him. And he, he points at her, too, so he can really make a, a performance of it. And then that's when we, uh, a few minutes later, the show begins. What do you think of the show? Let me tell the legend of the legend of the legend of Let me tell the legend of the great historic day. Oh, Joan killed it. She did the half woman, half man. She got all of her marks right. She was shaking her ass and singing and, and entertaining the them old niggas. Oh, yes. The Ross jeans came through. I think she did a great job. The old niggas, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Speaking of old niggas, there's one in the audience I want her to strip. I don't want to see this bullshit, this single to my own shit. Either strip or leave. Um, so William's in the audience, and he is just, he's bobbing, he's, he's shaking. He, he looks like a proud mama. Yeah, he looks like the mom from Mean Girls dancing <laughs> in the audience. Cool mom. <laughs> but without the camera, though. Like, mm. no camera. And Donna catches him. Donna sees this, and she's like... I don't know if you're lying to me or to yourself, but you love that woman. I was like, damn, she knows. She knows. Mm. He's like, I do not. And he's looking away from her. He's looking off into space. I don't know if Reggie Hayes was given this direction or if he did that on his own, but it's, it's gold. It's complete mm -hmm. gold. Cause you realize he's lying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he says that, um, Joan and I are like brother and sister. She's like, well, you got the hots for your sister, brother. Mm. I mean, I guess that's gross. 
Yeah, it's kind of disgusting. Okay. And the whole time they're they're chatting about this, you hear Joan performing all her Cinco de Mayo songs, and she's not missing a beat. She is just into it. Cinco de Mayo is holiday time. Holiday time. Holiday time. Cinco de Mayo is holiday time in Mexico. Now the men. Cinco de Mayo is holiday time. Holiday time. Holiday time. Cinco de Mayo is holiday time in Mexico. And William finally looks at Donna and he decides to drop a truth bomb to her. And I was like, no, don't tell her, don't tell her. A psychic led me to you. What? A psychic pointed you out on the street and said that you were the one for me. A psychic? Yes. Led you to me? Yes. And if you can't believe a psychic on the street, you might as well toss your faith right out the window. Mm. What would you do if a dude told you that? First of all, that sounds like a corny ass hiccup line. If you don't get your ass out of my face, boy. Yeah, how can you prove that? Hi, <laughs> a psychic told you. Sure. Since they some motherfucking psychic, why don't they give you the, the, the numbers to the lotto? Mega million. Exactly. I tell people that a lot when they be like, yeah, psychic told me, blah, blah, or I saw this in a dream. So Donna's like, well, maybe the psychic led you to me so that I can lead you to her. I was mm. like, girl. That's a word. Girl. That is a word. If I ever heard it. Mm. So um, she tells William good luck because Joan's a handful. <laughs> and William looks kind of deflated and he's looking at Joan perform and he, it looks like he's thinking. Yes. He's definitely like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe. Ah. Uh, yeah. Huh. Huh. So that's when uh, Joan shoots the fake cannon into the audience and streamers come out and spray the audience. Oh, sounds gross. And it shows William and he smiles. He smiles because, you know, he loves this woman. Ugh. But um, that scene ends and later at Blue Bar, our girls are there, as they do. They arrive and the Asian girls are there. Sitting where they usually sit. They're like, oh shit, if they're here, that means ain't nobody at our table. It's Skia. Let's dip, bitches. Gotta go! And then they skedaddle. <laughs> Sorry. Gotta go! Where is that from? <laughs> one of them cartoons. I don't remember which one. Why do I think it's Super Mario? Like some fucking... Oh, like a sound effect? Yeah, um, like, gotta go! No, no, no. But um, they head over to Skia to go to their table and they show up at Skia and there are four, count them, four of what I thought were firefighters initially. Maybe I'm right. But the girls think they're cops. They can't tell by the uniform? No idea. But I'm thinking, okay, girls, at this point, maybe it's time to get a new spot. You Mm -hmm. know, when too many people go to your spot and too many people know about your spot, and you can't even get a table at your spot, it might be time to um move on. Move on to a different spot. New bar, new mm. restaurant. What if you right? like the food? I don't know. You can order out. If that spot <laughs> has the food, like the food I was tasting in Nola, we're going to have to wait for that motherfucking table. 
I can't just well, go, go to another lunch, lunch break. So it's like, can we, do we got to wait? Well, how about we make a reservation? Avoid this by a reservation and let them know, hey, there's a table that we really like because it's four of us. It's a big party. And we would really like that table if you can accommodate us during this time. You got to put your mainstream voice on, right? That helps. Yeah, definitely your mainstream voice. And talk slow. Don't be talking fast. Because <laughs> then they'll realize, wait, uh, is this a nigga? It's just, wait, hello? Uh, hello? Yeah, so do that. Yeah, one of those. Um, so Tony's like, oh, wait, it's some cops. Let me, I know. I know how to get them out. <laughs> She goes, oh, my God, there's a black man standing outside minding his own business. <laughs> and it don't work. You gotta say And I think like... it don't work because they're firefighters. I really think they are. Yeah. Their patches look like firefighters. Yeah. I couldn't really see that much because, you know, I'm, I'm on the thing thing. This is just a little blurry. But. Oh, shit. It was kind of looking like, yeah, this episode was a little, was a little blurry, giving me 2002. You know what I'm saying? But, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> it didn't look like cops to me. They had on the dark blue, but it still didn't look like cops, but I guess. Yeah, there's a way, like, cops look. I can't explain it. They don't even look like cops as people. Mm-hmm. They look very firefighty. But anyway, it doesn't work. So they are back to sitting outside in the cold again. Still confused about the weather. Yep. And Maya says, damn them and their sensitivity training. And mm. that's the end of our episode. Mm-hmm. Next is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. Etsy, what's your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes moment when William admits that the psychic led him to Donna. Donna says, well... Maybe the psychic led you to me so that I can lead you to Joan. Mm, that's poetic. I love that. Damn. That's my oh hell yes moment too. But when you started it off, I was like, you were like, oh, it was the moment where he told her about the psychic. And then you went into what it was. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't think you should have told her that. I really don't think you should have told her that. Hmm. Me neither. That's weird. But whatever. William, I mean, it wasn't meant to last anyway, so tell yeah. her whatever yeah tell her you got gonorrhea or something it, it would have been the same thing <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's the end of the episode uh check us out on social media we are uh at hell yes girl always always retweeting uh controversial and interesting girlfriends topics so if you want to get in on that uh community go ahead and follow us Mm-hmm. And we will link you to that community. I'm loving all the conversations that I'm seeing about colorism and Tony and Lynn. And yeah, I'm loving the conversations. Just make sure that we're uh, we're respectful to each other, guys. Let's keep it. Let's keep it respectful. Yeah, guys, like some of these conversations, it gets crazy. Like you say one thing and then the next person will be like, well, fuck you, ho. I hope your daddy did. Like, wait a second. <laughs> All I said was... All I said was Joan's my favorite character. Like, oh fucking chill. Like, please go out and touch some grass. Okay, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, hit us up on social media at Hell Yes Girl. 
head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Send us a review or rate if you can. Five stars. Count them five stars and we will read your review on our show and dub you one of our girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, yes. We're almost at the end of the season. We got only a few episodes left, but I'm super excited to to get through them. Um, the next episode is called A Partnerless Partner. And that'll be uh, season four, episode something or other. 19? Episode 20. I think 20. 20. Yeah, I just looked it up. Um, so yeah, join us for that next week. And um, sorry, we haven't had any guests lately, guys. Um, we've been really busy. We've been busy girls, and you know, we've been out here. We've been working. We've been traveling. We've got our um, own things going on, separate endeavors. Yeah. You know how that goes. So like, you know, give us some grace, yeah. guys. It's hard out here Please for a black do. girl in America. Of course, and we're we're you know black girls in tech. You know we do what we can. Well, we can do it. <laughs> um, hopefully next season we'll be able to get more guests on if we uh, can get our schedules together. And um, yeah, uh, anything else, Etsy Row? No. Thank you guys like for listening. As always, I'm Nettie Smith, and I'm Etsy Row, and we will see you next week. Yeah.